यू आर लिस्निंग अरिजिनल गट्स ग्लोरी गम्पशन द वॉइस ऑफ इंडियन स्पोर्ट्स विद रीका रॉय ऑन द रेड एफ एम पॉडकास्ट नेटवर्क Satin thank you very very much for joining me on this podcast we are calling Guts Glory Gumption we're talking to a lot of uh, Tokyo bound players uh, the generation now and the generation next of indian sports and since you are one of the brightest stars in the firmament uh, we also thought of featuring you here Satin and many many congratulations for um for for qualifying for the games first it's been one of your dreams um take us uh, through the emotions that happened i mean when you got to know that you finally qualified uh thank you thank you so much rika yes uh, definitely i mean it's a you know a dream come true moment you know it's been my childhood dream right from when i played my first tournament in 2001 you now i really wanted to represent india at the olympics and you know after two decades it's come true so i mean it's it's a very very special moment and we were looking for it once i missed 2016 i wanted to have a very strong co at the 2020 tokyo i had to wait one more extra year but i think it was worth the wait and a very emotional moment not only just for me for my mother and my family and my entire team which was supporting me to you know have a book a spot in the tokyo olympics Uh, Satin, you mentioned about missing a spot uh, in Rio during the Rio Olympic Games that happened in 2016. You qualified for 2020, but then you had to wait for such a long time. Tell us about this, you know, excruciating wait that also happened because of Corona. True. I mean, uh, unfortunately, I was very close to 2016 Rio, but I lost my father. You know, just like uh, six months before Olympics, and I couldn't get to the qualifiers, and I missed a spot. I think that made me really strong as an athlete. I wanted to push more hard. I played like I had nothing to lose, and I was so close to 2020, two weeks away from the qualifiers, just uh, booking a spot, and then the world came to standstill. Uh, you know, I was very disappointed at the beginning. I was heartbroken. but you know i think i gathered all the courage with my coach and mom and you know what next what can be done and i i feel i've become a better athlete now uh, compared to one year back and i in fact stand a better chance at the 2021 tokyo olympics and i'm happy that you know i've qualified and finally the olympics is also happening well while there is a support system you mentioned that you have that gave you the technical know how the skill and made you a better player emotionally who kept you in the space to get going for uh, you know this period which has been which again was excruciating for many athletes and particularly like you who've been close to qualification one time and then when you were just about to qualify the world coming to a standstill emotionally it must have been very heavy for you to deal with tell us about those people who helped you then at that time uh certainly i mean uh, you know when i was looking for my debut olympics and uh, like couple of weeks away from uh, you know this uh, joy and excitement and then you know it, it comes to standstill and you don't know whether the olympics is happening so i was really you know very sad and disappointed don't know where to start all the hard work and struggle uh, came through my mind but i should say you know the entire team uh, definitely my mother was a iron lady was uh, was with me like you know all the time saying uh, you worked hard and uh, you know definitely olympics is going to happen stay positive and my coach raman sir you no know, he, he didn't lose hope he was the most positive person i should say in the entire lot uh, uh, coaching me all the time even during lockdown through video calls through online modes and my mental conditioning coach vibha ogashi sir he was a very important person in keeping me mentally there and we had different ways like uh, we started to think about 
short term goals and uh, you know what i can do this week rather than uh, f- uh, you know thinking too much about olympics i had to forget a little bit about the olympics and start focusing on my game and uh, i knew that uh, you know i will book a spot and have a strong go at the olympics so i think it's an entire team effort my family and my nephew i think that gives a lot of uh, happiness when you see your small kids and nephews so i try to uh, take my focus focus out a little bit from the sport and from olympics per se and that really did help to actually stay mentally focused sachin you spoke about online coaching during the lockdown does online coaching in sports work particularly for an elite athlete like you who's used to going out in the middle and and, and you know have a physical uh, access to the arena and physically playing the sport does it work really definitely online is cannot be a mode of coaching as such but the world was forced to do so i mean uh, completely locked down and i was lucky i had a very advanced robot imported from germany so i could uh, play with that and my coach was watching while i was playing and then suggesting me what changes i could make how i could uh, use the robot to the fullest and uh, even during fitness you know i didn't have much equipments but with some equipments i had the trainer was there online during my fitness uh, coaching so it it's it's definitely not an option in the normal world but uh, as you know we are in the new normal so we need to make some adaptations uh, to our techniques uh, uh, i won't call it as a substitute but that was the only option left uh, at that point of time so uh, something was better than nothing and i think uh, that did help to keep at least maintain my level to some extent and keep me focused in the game though not fully uh, you know improving or something you know substantiated Sachin, in India, since most people understand things simply in cricketing terms, let me ask you this question. Now that you said you were practicing against your robot, was it like uh, you know practicing against the bowling of, um, say, a Wasim Akram or a Shane Warne? Um, the Wasim Akram or Shane Warne was a robot, and you were on the other end, and you were trying to match up their challenge. I mean I wish uh, robots are so uh, legendary and talented I mean definitely <laughs> uh, uh, I mean I would uh, I would be happy if uh, you know that's that's the quality they get in but then I think um, uh, you robots can never be compared to humans I mean uh, the, the the differentiations they have the variations they have and the quality with uh, you know the uh, with the human touch you know they see how you move and then give the ball accordingly you know that can never be happening with a robot so that's a very big um, uh, you know uh, part where where we miss the human touch but i think mm-hmm. uh, it was a very advanced robot very close to human robot it could uh, put around 120 balls in a minute something which human cannot so it could do that and uh, it could put various uh, speeds uh, and it could put various trajectories uh, you could set random mode so it was very close to a human uh, i was able to get that feel a little bit but still you know something big was missing when you don't know uh, you know when you run around a human you feel good about it you know when on a table that is something you were missing in the robot but uh, yeah the techniques the speed uh, the variations do improve to a very large extent uh, with the robot and i i have decided that even uh, in a normal world i would be using robots at least mm-hmm. a few times in a week uh, to sharpen my techniques and sharpen my speed Satin, who is your uh, toughest opponent? When you look at the Olympic field now, which country would you say is your toughest opponent? Oh, table tennis is a very widely played sport. I mean, there are a lot of top countries, but definitely, I think uh, China has to be uh, the number one place, and uh, they are going to be a very uh, tough and a fierce opponent, uh, not only for us but for the rest of the world. And yeah, China, Japan, 
uh, the top powerhouses in Asia and Germany. I think uh, these uh, three, four countries are going to pose a very strong challenge uh, to us in the Olympics. So your robot, could it give you the challenge uh, of the Chinese and the Japanese uh, table tennis players? <laughs> I mean, uh, uh, I mean, yes, I mean, to some points, like, you know, it can generate that kind of a speed, uh, which a human cannot. So there are some advantages you get with it. Uh, like, you know, you improve on the technique, you improve on the variations a little bit, you improve on the speed, but definitely, uh, you know, the serve receive in the, the Chinese or the Japanese, what variations they do and what quality they bring in with, uh, you know, in different points, it's very dynamic, a uh, human, you know, the robot can be more like, uh, you know, one kind of, one kind of a dimension, you know, so that mm -hmm. quality is hard, but yeah, I mean, in certain points, in certain uh, areas, it def does definitely help with the robot, but I would prefer uh, definitely playing uh, with some top uh, Asian players. I'll be planning to go out or bring in some Chinese themselves uh, to India to practice uh, ahead for the Olympics. Uh, Satin, you are also um, appearing in the uh, Poland Super League, which is an IPL style league ahead of the Olympic Games. What kind of help do you seek to derive from playing in this tournament? Polish Superliga, I think, is one of the best leagues in uh, in the world in Europe. You know, it has a lot of quality players, especially I think it has uh, uh, many Asians playing this league, like Chinese, uh, there's a Japanese, Korean. So it's really good uh, to play some quality matches. Uh, you know, we have not had so many tournaments uh, this year heading to the Olympics. And uh, I think I've uh, chose the right way to get into the match mode. That did definitely help uh, for me in the Olympic qualifiers and uh, heading to the Olympics, I think playing these kind of quality matches uh, will be helpful to me for me to stay in the men right mental uh, frame and also get into the match more a little bit and assess myself. And, uh, you know, I'm, I've been really lucky to, in fact, play some matches in uh, tough situations and uh, Polish mm -hmm. Superliga is a great platform for that, for sure. Uh, Satin, uh, tell me when you talk about Polish Superliga and uh, playing against some of the toughest opponents, what are the few things about them that you would like to assess right now going into the Olympic Games? Technically, you know, what kind of things would you like to see or observe? One important thing is for me to improve uh, big on the you know physical front. I think that's mm -hmm. a very uh, visibly uh, thing. Europeans are much more stronger. Even the Asians are much more faster. So I've been a more speed player, but I think I need to improve a little bit on the power game as well. And to, you know, have a, you know, Ghostbusters has been also helping me with a lot of equipments, uh, you know, right. high-end equipments. So I think uh, with a lot of support I've been getting, uh, mm -hmm. I'm sure uh, physically improve a lot. And uh, a lot of small details, you know, the serve and receive. The serve and receive is a very critical part, which we have always ignored. So I think mm -hmm. I'll be working on serve and receive, especially with my coach and physically, and to be mentally more calm, you know, they have been playing so many matches, the Europeans, I can see them, they're mentally more calm. And I need, think I need to get into that good frame of mindset uh, heading into the biggest tournament of my career. You know, you spoke about being mentally calm. You spoke about your temperament just now. But uh, there's one thing I would like to ask you that everyone says when referring to you that he's the Virat Kohli of Indian <laughs> table tennis and often compares you to Virat Kohli because of the... Uh, attitude that you bring to the table. Talk us through that. Tell us, you know, what is that people notice about you and makes you so close uh, to Virat Kohli of uh, of, of uh, table tennis? Oh, oh, thank you, Rika. I mean, that's that's a honor to be compared uh, with the uh, you know, Indian cricket team captain, legendary player. And I think um, 
uh, it's more like my nature you know it's been like this i have been a very expressive uh, i am not definitely not an angry person as such you know probably a little bit aggressive uh, you know aggressive in the sense on the court i like to really express myself i like to shout for every point you know that gives me a lot of uh, energy positive energy which keeps me going in the game you know that's uh, given me a uh, good results and a good attitude mm-hmm. uh, going into the you know the, the the next and next matches i think that's very important it's not about emulating someone i definitely did not emulate uh, virat sir or you know uh, i dhoni or you know th- those kind of legends it's been like more of a natural instinct to me which comes out to me you know that i've been like this from 10 years old and if i'm compared on to that front it's it's really good you know i think you should be doing mm-hmm. what what is best to, for yourself and uh, what brings out the best version of yourself so for me being aggressive being really expressive on the court has gotten me results and gotten me uh, to perform uh, at my very best at the top level so uh, you know that is what i've been doing and uh, as far as i'm performing well i just keep going with myself and uh, with my what natural instincts are Satin, you are also an engineer who became an mm. ASTT player. Tell us where, at what point, you decided to give up on a career in engineering and take to a full-time career in sports. Thank you, Rika. I mean, it's been really long reminding me of my engineering days. I mean, uh, yes, uh, engineer turned Olympian. It's it's a very rare journey, I should say. Uh, you know, coming from a very academic-driven family, and I had a lot of interest for the computers as well. You know, the sport was not the same a decade back. So, you know, I had to choose. So, I I was unfortunately good in studies as well. So, I thought I should probably. give it a shot and uh, you know i was not sure so i took up engineering in uh, information technology in st joseph's engineering college in anna university and uh, but then i could not sleep without table tennis and uh, in mid of engineering is when i realized that you know tt is my passion and tt is something you know which gives me that immense happiness when i either a win or lose just the competing was really fun to me and uh, i think in mid of engineering when uh, you know go sports foundation started to uh you know support me and then ongc mm-hmm. actually gave me a job offer there a lot of sgat came in with uh, the elite sports person scheme so a lot of things changed in mid of engineering a lot of people started believing in me and i think that built a very big confidence in me and raman sir came in to me as well so from there is when i decided that okay i'm going to turn completely professional i just finished my engineering you know and then get into completely into sport from 2013 or 2014 i was fully uh, playing uh, you know table tennis uh, professionally and uh, yes i also finished my engineering but uh, i would love to be called as an olympian rather than an engineer <laughs> i wonder what your parents they were on the same page with you when you decided to make this big move because in india often parents say that no first have a career um a professional career and then play sports so what did they say when you made decided to make this Uh, yes, initially uh, they were they were always very supportive of sport. No doubt, uh, they always supported me. But the, the fear uh, of if I could really make it professionally, because the same support was not from the government or from private entities on the media at that point of time. But I think a lot has changed in the last one decade. So when things were a little bit shaky, uh, they were supportive, but they were very scared. But at the end. that uh, i have a very good career because i got a job and there was support from uh, you know uh, organizations like go sports and i was hitting in the right direction you know because i was performing well getting mm-hmm. into the senior mode i think then they got convinced that you know okay uh, you know he's really serious about the sport he's really going to make it big or you know even not make it big he can really push to that level of uh, heading to the olympics you know i think uh, they would be really happy now they supported me in my decision uh, they allowed me to uh, you know 
play professionally and i'm lucky that uh, you know i had a great family who supported me and uh, my team as well the entire relatives also supported me in spite of not being a sporting family because i am the first person in my entire family me and my sister were the only persons to play any sport you know uh, so i think wow. uh, a big decision from for my family to allow me and you know they'd be really happy now that uh, uh, eight years back they really uh, supported me and i've uh, you know made my entire family happy for sure satan let me ask you this you've uh, spoken about the support that you've got uh, from go sports can you tell me what kind of support you've got from go sports what kind of support you've got from government of india and any other organization that you know came out to support you because all of these people i think their support uh, like one drop makes a million so i think every support counts in making of satyan uh, very true i think uh, in those days it was always like initially uh, you know only if you perform to a very big level and then the support comes in uh, but uh, you know i was very lucky when i was as a growing player when i was about 420 in the world you know uh, go sports came into my support so go sports played a very important role in uh you know making me a very uh, you know a professional player i should say because i thought table tennis was only playing on the table like you know doing some normal fitness and then going into the court but then they changed the perspective they said it's about how professionals are required uh, to become a world class player they uh, got in a dietitian because i thin i thought i could eat anything you know that's not the way you need to eat properly uh, you need to have a good diet and then you need to have a mental conditioning coach because mentally it's very important and you need to have a proper physical trainer giving you customized programs and high end equipments like robot and uh, you know uh, you know recovery equipments so they they brought in a very professional setup everything under one roof they made life easier for me making everything coming under one roof and uh, also sending me to international events which was very important to get international exposure and same with the sports development authority of tamil nadu the tamil nadu government played a huge role i should say because uh, they were one of the very first states to uh, you know sponsor or support even before for the olympics not after winning an olympic medal but heading to the olympics they really wanted uh, to push for the olympic mm-hmm. medal and i think uh, they gave a lot of support uh, for without them i wouldn't have been able to got uh, international exposure or uh, you know in competing in international events so that played a very important role uh, you know when i was uh, with raman sir as well and uh, the tops target olympic podium scheme from what about the government of india the target olympic podium scheme uh, for the you know government of india the sai the sports authority of india mm-hmm. came up with the tops i think uh, there was the first one where there are no limits uh, to your funds you know they were just sanctioning wherever i wanted to go i went to korea i went to japan i went to you know taipei i i almost went all around the world for training and competing in events in germany and they were always supportive uh, uh, irrespective of it when my results were not coming strong in the initial years but they supported me throughout my uh, career and i think that's the reason why i could bring out my a performance in the events and have come up to this level so i think it's a collective effort of go sports for the tamil nadu government and the indian government which has uh, supported us mentally physically emotionally all the time and uh, uh, we are now in a very good sporting ecosystem i should say and that's why you could see not only me there are more many other champions and olympians uh, coming out of our country that's the next question i was uh, wanting to ask you basically over the last 8 years if we just talk about table tennis it's not just you but we have seen sharath manika all of you having qualified uh, at a time when you know many others are qualifying and it's it seems like the brightest era of indian sports very true rika just like i said uh, you can call it almost like the golden period of uh, indian sporting ecosystem as well 
because uh, i think we have been performing in sports where uh, you know there's been no recognition before table tennis is a i i should say is the most improved sport in the last 4 uh, 5 years for sure and you could see a lot of other sports are given importance and first time olympians are going to a lot of other sports and that's uh, a very big uh, message uh, for the entire world and definitely indian government and the schemes of tops like the sports authority of india has played a very massive role and a big role and the respective state governments as well in bring, in building a sporting ecosystem not only this the kelo india so they're not only focused on the top athletes they've gone to the grassroots which is very critical to have uh, sports persons coming up consistently you know so they've gone to kelo india they've gone to top developmental you could see a lot of schemes which are actually being uh, put into place in the right place now and uh, i should say Uh, the athletes have also got a lot of exposure uh, internationally they have now more uh, you know informed about what's going on in the sporting ecosystem in the world and a lot of organizations like olympic gold quest go sports foundation virat kohli foundation have also come up mm. so i should say india is definitely uh, the leagues uh, the utt ipl you know kabaddi league so there are a lot of leagues which has also come up so it's this mm-hmm. is the best space you know what more you can ask for i mean we are heading to a very uh, good uh, sporting um, uh you know superpower i should say and uh, the day is not far when we can win a lot of uh, olympic medals for our country satin has time come in india when you know players like you can only pursue your sport and not think about getting a job not becoming a professional in another career and pursuing sports as amateur can that happen for most uh, olympic sports in india now to have completely like you know from the beginning i think uh, it's it's still not to that level i mean we are heading there there has been uh, some places where uh, you know there are youngsters playing at gopichand academy you know you could see badminton is now achieved that kind of a level where people mm-hmm. are trying to invest in badminton right from the young age and there are in sports like cricket there's sports like kabaddi table tennis to some extent i could say now people are moving to open schooling and trying to believe that they could make it big in table tennis and have a professional career definitely it's going to take some years i think uh, we have just very new to this kind of a professional setup of sporting ecosystem in the last one decade you know china took like probably five six decades but we are not going to take so long but i think it would need some time we need to keep going in the right direction build a barrage of coaches which is very critical mm-hmm. uh, to the ecosystem a coaching uh, panel is very important and uh, yes i mean uh, in the future i could say uh, sports has already moved on but i should say we are moving from a extra curricular uh, to a professional setup uh, in sports and i'm sure uh, you could see a lot of uh, youngsters and parents believing that that kids can really make uh, sports as their uh, profession and career and not just uh, rely on academics or a job Satin I see you not just as an engineer olympian but as an erudite olympian and thank you so very much for joining me on the podcast and wish you all the very best thank you so much you were listening a red fm original guts glory gumption the voice of indian sports with rika roy on the red fm podcast network